Oh, this is going to be a great week in the power rankings. It's not Halloween anymore. That's better. Nation. Welcome to an episode of Podcast, a podcast where you don't have to be Packers fan, but it's short to self. I'm your host, Tom. Kitty goes Al Grassi. And today we are going to be breaking down the top 10 power rankings heading in to week nine of the NFL. That's right, folks. That's right. We're halfway there. And we're living on a prayer. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new patrons and YouTube members. First on the Patreon side of things, we have Nicholas Jensen. We have Nick O. And we got TBK Music upping it up to 200. 200 a month. You crazy son of a gun. But a big shout out and thank you to you all. And over on the YouTube side of things, we have Arcade Ruiz. We have Kyle Phelps. We have Cryptics Ninja. We have Focus Wolf or fox wolf and then we have mr anthrope a big shout out and thank you to you all so things getting shaken up once again in the power rankings you had titans going real real high up and even though they won their game they're gonna be going down with the loss of derrick henry you got kitty ghost meow they were ascending the mountaintop and then they got beaten by the jets so, without any further ado, let's see who made it into the top 10 this week. And once again, I will say, just like last week, the Raiders are number 11. They had a bye week, so they didn't really do anything. They're sitting atop their division, but they are currently number 11 in my power ranking. So, they're right there. Will they be able to crack the top 10 next week? They're playing the Giants, so I hope so. Starting off with number 10, I'm still keeping you up there. The Cincinnati Bengals. Lots of panicking going on around the league. And people are like, oh, well, there go the Bengals. Like they were just waiting for them to lose. And listen, Bengals, I'm not waiting for you to lose. I want you to be real. I want you to be legit. Hell, Kitty goes meow. Wants you to be legit. You know what? You're dressed up as a ghost for Halloween. It's no longer Halloween. So you, you get that the ghost thing off you. The cloak, sheet, whatever. Key goes meow. About to come back in a major way. But cover your ears, buddy. Key goes meow did not do well this past week. Losing to the New Jersey Jets. Mike White throwing for over 400 yards. Tearing apart that freaking fracking Bengals defense like it was curtains that a cat would tear up. Tore it up. The Jets got 32 first downs. Just not a great performance after I was done praising. That went in, by the way. You just got to take my word for it. After I was done praising the Bengals' defense and how good they've been. Ugh. Really bad performance against the Jets. Joe Burrow throwing a costly interception. That wasn't so good. Couldn't get anything going with Joe Mixon. Hell, Jamar Chase got held to less than 35 yards, but at least T. Higgins did well. And... The question that's on everybody's mind right now, was this a fluke loss or is this the start of a pattern? The Jets, I mean, they beat the Titans before, though the Titans didn't have any wide receivers in that game. So I don't know how to feel about this. It is only one game, so I'm not going to freak out too much, but Kitty Goes Meow needs to do a little bit better. 
And uh, if they don't, they will find themselves very quickly outside of the top 10. Number nine, we got a newcomer in the power rankings. Hasn't been on here for quite some time. You got the five and two New Orleans Saints. The Saints, shocking the world, knocking off the reigning defending Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it wasn't just the fact they beat them. It was how they did and with whom or who with who who with who they whom is it whom it's about who was playing at freaking fracking quarterback Trevor Simeon living legend I mean wasn't like impressive you know and the, the way that Sean Payton described him in his press conference was amazing he's like he's not up he's not down he's just meh He's just meh. But listen, meh was enough. Trevor Simeon stepping in for Jameis Winston, who was unfortunately out for the rest of the season, tearing his ACL. So heartbreaking for them. And Simeon coming in and uh, getting doing enough to get it done on offense. Obviously, Kamara, a big part of that offense. But the defense forcing three turnovers from Tom Brady, two interceptions, one pick six to actually seal the game, and a fumble. Tom Brady was just like, what's going on? And so this was a regular season win, another one, three in the past two years against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the New Orleans Saints. And a big question here is, all right, well, what are they going to do at QB? Trevor Simeon obviously can do enough, but Taysom Hill, when is he coming back? He's been out since he got that concussion, so we don't know really the status on where he's at. So there's a lot of question marks going off in New Orleans, and I think their defense, if they play like they did yesterday, and their offense is able to be efficient, they can win some games. It's going to be a tough road for them, but we'll see if the Saints could uh, do something with this. Number eight, you got the Baltimore Ravens. Had themselves a bye week, which is good, because they got smacketh by the Bengals uh, the previous week. And then the Bengals got beat by the Jets. So that means that the Jets are already better than the Ravens. That's just how the rules work. The Ravens find themselves atop the division. They didn't even have to do anything. They just had to wait for the Bengals to lose. Are they going to be able to hold on to it? Well, the Ravens have been the definition of grit, I would say, and tenacity. Because like before the season even started, they had no running backs. Now, they have some running backs. The run game ebbs and flows. But it's really going to come down to Lamar Jackson to see if he can carry this team. And hopefully they have good defensive performances. Hopefully the run game steps up a little bit. They still got a whole half of a season to go. I still like the Ravens to do well, potentially win the division. But we'll see what kind of team this is in the second half of the season. Number seven, you got the Tennessee Titans dropping four spots. I had them at number three, and I said it was a little too high. And, uh, yeah, it, they won. They won their game. They beat the Colts. It was a close game. They wind up clawing their way back in a game where Derrick Henry really wasn't efficient. Now we kind of know why. But the Colts also stacked the box a lot. And a lot of this is also due to Carson Wentz gifting uh, the Titans a pick six. But A.J. Brown going off again. And right away, they've already swept the Colts. They're crushing this division. We know the Texans and the Jaguars, they stand no shot. And so the Titans look to be in the driver's seat to win the division. And then reports come out that Derrick Henry is going to miss the rest of the regular season. There's still potential that he could come back for the playoffs, which I think the Titans will make. But this is a devastating loss for them. Yes, they're bringing in Adrian Peterson, who's had a pretty productive couple of seasons on various teams. However, 
he can't replace Derrick Henry. I think AP will do nicely, you know, in, in the interim, but this might change the identity a little bit of the Tennessee Titans. They might decide to lean in a little bit more to the passing game, which has had mixed results in the past. Obviously, they have the wide receivers in order for them to do so, but the Titans, um, they have the luxury of being in a terrible division. However, they have the disservice of losing an all-star running back. Number six, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Finally outside the top five. The Bucs had a rough day, man. They had a rough day. We already talked about the turnovers, the defense not looking so hot. Chris Godwin played real, real well. But the thing I want to talk about again is they had no run game again. And this has been kind of like a repeat offense. Leonard Fournette will have days where he's like incredible, like he was against the Eagles. And then he'll have days where he is shut down. And the Saints shut it down. They said, hey, Tom Brady, throw on us. And they did. And listen, they found success there. Don't get me wrong. But too many mistakes cost them the game. I still think the Buccaneers are a very good team. I still think that they are Super Bowl contenders. It just seems like the Saints during the regular season are a thorn in their sides. I expect them to bounce back. They don't have the hardest schedule, and I think that you'll definitely see them as a high-seeded team in the playoffs um, because we all know what happens when Tom Brady gets pissed off. Well, except for that pick six that he threw. Number five, you got the Buffalo Bills just hanging on to the top five, taking care of business against Miami, but an ugly start to the game. Uh, the offense took a while to get it going. They finally did. They scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. It was the story more of the defense and how they dominated this game against the Miami Dolphins, but it was close for a while. And you could look at it again. It's a divisional game. They can go either way, but... There are lingering concerns about the red zone offense of the Bills and if they're able to keep up with some of the high scoring teams because you look at the Titans, the red zone offense is what lost them that game. So again, this is another team. I think the Bills are going to be fine moving forward. They were able to get away with another win. They're 99% going to win the division. So now it's just a question of how they can do against these quality opponents. Number four, you got the LA Rams. <sighs> dominated the Texans. They shut them out for the first three quarters and they allowed a lot of points, but at that point, the game was already over. And you're like, okay, there we go. They're tied with the Arizona Cardinals. So the Cardinals still have the tiebreaker over them, but they're tied with the Cardinals at seven and one. And you're like, all right, it's going to be a battle. And then they bring in Von Miller, completely mortgaging their future even more so and basically not having any picks in the 2022 draft but they are going for a Lombardi this year. They're saying, listen, this is us going all in. This is us just saying we're going for broke. And, you know, Von Miller, who knows if he's even going to be playing next year? Who knows if he's going to be on the Rams next year? I don't think they can afford it. But even a lesser Von Miller, I still think will do well along a line that has freaking fracking Aaron Donald on it. They're talking about Ramsey. They're talking about Donald. They're talking about Von Miller. This defense, which definitely took a step back this year, maybe this is the defense that a lot of people expected them to be coming into this season. They were so dominant last year. You get a playmaker like Von Miller, who is definitely older, but it requires offenses to scheme for him, give more attention to him, and that will allow either him or Aaron Donald to break free, which could cause problems for opposing offensive lines. So we'll see the Rams. They're they're freaking contenders, man. And they look even scarier than usual. <sighs> Number three, you got the Arizona Cardinals. 
No longer undefeated Cardinals losing to the Packers on Thursday night. J.J. Watt out for most likely this season unless he's able to come back during the playoffs. DeAndre Hopkins banged up. Kyler Murray may miss one to three weeks. We'll see if he can play against the 49ers this Sunday. And the story of what happened on Thursday is turnovers and blunders. The Cardinals turning the ball over three times, which definitely didn't help. A.J. Green not hearing a check down, that didn't help. That was the blunder part of it. And they're still a great football team. I still think they're going to be incredibly competitive, and they still have a shot to win their division. But you can't lose too many games in the NFC West because the Rams are right behind them, and it'll be interesting to see how they rebound. They no longer have the pressure of a perfect season, but they are going to have the pressure of, are we going to be the same old Cardinals and we're going to collapse midseason, or... Are we going to be different this year? Number two, you got the Dallas Cowboys. I uh, I want to feel, I, I want to, I want to think that they're frauds. I really do. And they did just beat the Vikings, who are better than their record, but, you know, they're still the Vikings. The Cowboys, no Dak, no problem. Cooper Rush coming in, getting it done. And the offense, which wasn't explosive by any stretch, that really wasn't the story for this Sunday night. It was the defense. They contained Kirk Cousins. They contained Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, really not allowing them to do anything. And that defense, which I said was concerning, who was giving up 24 points a game, held the Vikings to 16. This was a team that almost beat the Arizona Cardinals and the Vikings. So the Cowboys, listen, their schedule is a joke. They are going to destroy their division because look who's in it. And the Cowboys basically already have clinched a playoff spot. I'm still not completely, completely sold on them, but I have to give them credit where credit is due. I think their offense is incredible with Dak Prescott, who is good to go. He looks like he's going to be 100%. The defense has improved. And so because of that, the Cowboys are in the top three. And they're close to that number one spot. And the new number one. You got the Green Bay mother-loving Packers. Oh, and it feels so good to say. Gritty, scrappy, battle-tested. Words that describe the 2021 Green Bay Packers. Without their starting center, all-pro left tackle, top three wide receivers, all-pro rusher in Zadarius Smith, all-pro corner in Jair Alexander, Oh, and they're missing their second corner as well in Kevin King. The Packers went in. Oh, I'm sorry. They also didn't have their defensive coordinator. Went in to Arizona on a short week and knocked off the best team in the NFL through the first seven weeks, the Arizona Cardinals. That is a statement win. And people are like, oh, it's just because of A.J. Green or blah, 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 blah. No. The Packers, they took advantage of opportunities. They played really damn good football. Their red zone offense, again, concerning. Concerning. Some play calling. Uh, A.J. Dillon, you'd think that he'd be getting those touches near the goal line. But I will say, the Packers... Their future for their second half of the season looks real good. They still have a bye coming up. They have some tough games. However, they'll be getting Devontae Adams back. Alan Lazard is already back at practice. Sedarius Smith is in the building. David Bakhtiari is recovering and is eligible to return. And they have until next Wednesday to activate him. This is looking good for the Packers. If they can get Jair Alexander back, oh baby, we're rocking and rolling. So right now, the Packers have the best record in the NFC and in the NFL. And uh, this team just looks different. They've won in a variety of ways. They've beaten teams that people don't expect them to beat. 
And that's the kind of grit that you need to go far in the playoffs. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you feel about these power rankings? You think the Raiders should be in there? You think the Bengals should be out? You think the Packers should be number one? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy on all social media. See down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy and the YouTube members. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, Go Pack Go!